What's up, everybody? This is John Hall. I'm back with my friend, Chris Thomas. He's the Associate Director of Recruiting Operations for Purpose Workforce Solutions. And they're a mentoring and coaching-based staffing firm. He's also the founder of Your Passion First. They're a workforce readiness festival company. I really just wanted to come on and highlight all the great work that he's been doing. I hope you guys have seen it but it's just incredible stuff. And Chris, how you doing this morning? I'm awesome, man. I, I really, really appreciate you just having me on. I'm honored and uh, you're doing some great things yourself. So it's always good to just reconnect with old friends that are uh, trying to do similar work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, just tell me about some of the things that's, that's going on in, in your life right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I've been in staffing for about 10 years and I've seen a couple of, of, of things, you know, as it relates to just having to work with different people of different backgrounds. Um, I think what, what helps me and what has helped me is my background mm-hmm. in that I was born from a black mom and a black dad, but at a very early age, my parents got divorced and my mom married a Caucasian, a white guy, whatever you want to call him, but that's my dad as well. So mm-hmm. I, was, I, I had the privilege of understanding black culture and understanding white culture. Um, you know, I got to go to different family events, parties and all that, where I was the only black guy or me and my mom were and everyone else was white. And um, it was an experience for me. Um, and, and while my dad is from the South side and, you know, my grandma, um, the only now standing uh, housing project, Alco Gardens, she's still mm. uh, still out there. And that's where my dad still visits when he comes back in town. So again, I say all that to say, I understood that part and I was raised there, um, but I was privileged enough to be raised in Oak Park. And so what that's helped me to do in staffing is to see things, I think, from a broader perspective. Um, yes and look at people more holistically. And, and really that's what it boils down to when you look at the workforce right now and what organizations are doing as they try and look at people holistically as a person again. Um, I think companies have gotten into this state of just filtering in people. Uh, like, hey, here's a body. Okay, and then that's it. They're, they're producing or they're not, but then they don't look at the person holistically um, and try and understand what they're doing, what motivates them, what challenges and barriers they're going through. And so what I get the opportunity to do at Purpose Workforce Solutions is mm-hmm. do just that. We are, uh, I believe, the second of our kind nationally right now um, doing this model, this business model, the mentoring and coaching-based staffing model. Um, and my hopes, I'd love all staffing firms to, to do this model because I think it's the way that you should onboard people, especially entry-level people. I'd like to take it even further at some point. Again, I'm not the CEO. I'm not one of the partners or anything. I just had a you know, recruiting operations. But I think that there's a chance for all staffing models to be like this because I think it allows people to enter an organization in a more holistic manner. Uh, in a way that 
uh, there is someone on the outside that's talking with your shift manager and hiring manager, but then you're also talking with that person and facilitating any type of challenges you may be having, but also leveling up, right? Developing yeah. a plan. Um, and so that's Purpose Workforce Solutions. I, I bring all that up. My passion is mentoring and coaching, but what yes. stemmed your passion first was A, uh, just speaking to big groups of students and wanting to get my voice out there more. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on the leadership council at year up. And so I speak with every graduating class and I actually just had an opportunity to speak with, it was between 65 and 70 of them this past Friday that, wow. are, that are going off onto internships for the second half of their one year program, uh, which is what year up does. But what stemmed your passion first was wanting to get that voice out more. And then I wanted to monetize it, right? Like, how do you get your voice out? But now that it's out there, how do you get that out on a bigger scale and monetize it? And so mm -hmm. what your passion first is, is we're a podcast-based mentoring and coaching platform. And we're looking to be the industry leader in workforce readiness festivals and events. And so when you look at that, the challenge that I see is there's a lot of communities that are under-resourced and yeah. the only way that they see the world is through this glamorized version, which comes through their phones. Uh, it comes through word of mouth, through what they see on Facebook, Instagram, Television. different social media outlets, television. Yeah. Um, but they don't see the grind in the process of getting there. And they don't see the roles or the positions that they can be in right now that will get them to that glamorized state. For example, if you want to be a professional athlete, an NFL player, what can you, what if you don't get there, right? What if you, what if you do get there, what can you do right now to get there? Sports analyst, sports broadcaster. There's a, there's a number of different roles that you can do right now. And so how do you meet people at that level, but then also entertain them with yes. that industry? And so you know, I'll pause there, man. I, I know I said a lot, but I wanted to make sure that I, I got it all out with yeah. the two, what, what I'm doing and then trying to define the two. The need for the festivals came up with me not being able to fulfill that need at Purpose Workforce Solutions. And it's an interesting story. I'd love to get into. I think that's a whole another podcast of of exactly. how that came up. But um, you know, I'm I'm excited to to be able to be truly putting my passion first um, and, and having that opportunity to do it both financially with Purpose Workforce Solutions right now, and then also what I hope I can monetize, but more importantly, make a profounder impact or a more profound impact on some of the more disparate communities uh, that I can't help with Purpose Workforce Solutions. Yes, and that's, that's awesome. And that's why I'm so glad that we, that we reconnected. Uh, for anyone that's watching, uh, me and Chris met back at uh, Fenwick High School uh, in Oak Park uh, freshman year. And yeah, I only went there for, for two years because my family relocated downstate to central Illinois back in 1995. And so I knew Chris for a couple of years back then, and we kind of just both went our own ways and just interesting how at this point of our lives, we're just so committed to uh, 
developing and helping people from the communities that we came from uh, go to higher higher levels. So it's just awesome to see what you're doing. Really, really proud of the work you're doing. Thank you, man. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, man. So tell tell me about uh, one of the upcoming festivals that you have. Let's kind of talk about some of that. So we're in stealth mode. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, okay. Partially because there's a lot of research going on. Okay. Uh, partially because I don't want to give away too much. Mm. Uh, because there's nobody else doing what we're trying to do right now. I like uh, it. But the gist of it is when I look at an under-resourced community, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different races there, um, but there's still the same problem, the same mm -hmm. challenge. It's just different communities need that challenge handled a little bit differently in terms of how you meet them at their level. And so when I look at the community that I came from, um, and again, just to be very clear, not the one I was raised in. I live in Oak Park and I was raised here and I'm very proud of that. Um, but what I'm very sad about is that four or five blocks away, down on Central or Laramie, you know, it's, it's a completely different world. And, and so when I look at the challenge that I see closest to me, and mm -hmm. the race that I see closest, it's African-Americans. Um, and the challenge is that there's an achievement gap and there's an unemployment gap, you know? Yeah. Uh, where, where I see the biggest challenge is that everyone wants a job, but everyone doesn't want to grind through what it takes to get to that dream job. Um, and a lot of people don't get met at their level and think it's easy. They want the, the fast game. Um, there's a mindset of, I can go out on the block and I can make $300 an hour. I'm excuse me, $300 a day easily, right? Uh, that easy way, that mindset that I don't care if all that gets taken away in, in a moment. Um, the mindset I would like to change with these workshops is how do you change a $300 a day mindset to a $300 an hour mindset. And when I yeah. say that, what I mean is, how do you get people to think longer term about how do I, how long is it gonna take me to really make $300 an hour legally, right? Without the risk of it getting taken away at any given moment and sustainable. And so when you do that, you first have to meet people at their level, um, but it has to tie in to that glamorized, uh, persona that they want to be and so what i'm looking to achieve here is to engineer workshop based uh and entertainment based festivals that allow people to engage and interact within the, the given industries as well as be entertained within said industries and so you know there's a lot involved with this and a lot of people that are helping me that I'm so blessed and grateful for. Um, and it brings a tear to my eye, honestly, to, to know that I have that support with this. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that what we want to do here is, is really, uh, a lot of people have tried it to do what I want to do. And a lot of people have failed and we're going to fail. And I'm okay with that. Um, but if we don't try and we don't come together collectively as communities 
uh, and as people as a whole and try and change mindsets uh, to overcome stereotypes, as Cesar Munoz said, um, that that's the goal. We need to come together synergistically to do that. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to the challenge. Awesome, man. Yeah, I think I think you're doing all the right things. Uh, got a question regarding that too. Um, can't thank you enough for bringing me on board. Uh, just welcoming me to the advisory board for your organization. Uh, I know that you're running a, a tight ship over there. And my question really is around, what have you done to attract such high quality and capable people on the championship team that you're building inside your organization? How, how have you done that? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question, man. And I wanna be very modest and truthful here. We started with nothing, man. I started at Intellectual Radio with not good video quality. We still don't have that good video. You know, we're work. I started with nothing though, with no capital, no funding, not a plan, just a thought. And so when I look at high quality, I'm trying to achieve that high quality. Um, what I expect more is just steady progress with everyone that I have. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, we are at a point where we are going to have to pay for some of the high quality pieces. Mm. I do have to pay Ernie for studio time. You know, Ernie heads up sound and broadcasting, and that is a blessing to have such Man. a great friend that gives me such cheap studio time. It's um, a beautiful spot. Man. I mean, uh, you look like uh, just a national, you know, show. I mean, it's it looks as good as, as anything that you'd see on the largest networks that are out there. So yeah. I appreciate that, man. We got a long way to go though, you know, to get it where we want it. And, you know, I know Kayla's muted in and on, but she's, she's doing a great job of bringing some amazing ideas to the table. So I'm definitely excited for season two, which starts July 30th. Um, okay. It will stream live on Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Um, stay tuned. You can find out details though on Facebook on Your Passion First. Your Passion First Facebook. Your Passion One ST. So Your Passion First. Um, I'm excited for that for sure. Awesome, man. And, and is that the best way that people that are wanting to know more about your organization can kind of tap in right now to kind of yeah. be on the, the pulse of the news? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And there's going to be other ways too, but right now we definitely want to get that following up. Um, our website's almost done. I am working on content. I need, I'm at a point where I do need someone on that advisory board that's going to help with that. So I'm speaking with the gentleman uh, that's, that's a content writer and copywriter on Monday. So hopefully that goes well um, and we can get that thing done. But yeah, that is the best way. Your passion, the number one, and then ST, your passion first on Facebook. Instagram, awesome. Twitter too. I mean, that's that's the handle. LinkedIn, uh, you can find me there. Um, and that is the name of the website too, yourpassion1st.com. So just keep in mind that the website, is, I think the logo's up though. So. Awesome, man. I love it. I love it. So uh, I'll ask you one more, one more question about, <clears throat> about your project as well. So just seeing all the work you're doing, getting everything up and up and running, what's been the most 
rewarding part of seeing your what started just as an idea kind of come to fruition and all the people that have come on board to support you and the impact it's being able to make for people. What's been the most rewarding part? For you, for you. Um, the, the love and support, man, of, of people that believe in this idea that, that the change can happen. Um, I've always wanted to provoke uh, something. I just yeah. didn't know what it was. Uh, I had to provoke myself a little bit first. Mm. Uh, that, that, you know, gave me some setbacks. But uh, now I think it's time to provoke change uh, within the industry that I work in as well mm -hmm. as within the community that I live. And mm -hmm. so I think the most rewarding piece is seeing the people as I start to bring the idea to fruition that are, are buying in. And I'm just excited to get the full business plan done and, yes. and see the true impact because the rewarding part is going to be uh, sitting back after that first event and seeing how many people that we get there and how many mindsets that we change and, and people that walk out of there truly inspired. I love it. I, I think this conversation is flowing real good because that's kind of taken me to the next uh, awesome. point that I, that I wanted to bring up with you. And uh, thanks for sharing that, man. For sure. Um, so I'm sure that on your social media feed, you've probably seen uh, all the crazy stuff over the past week that I've seen. Um, it's just all kind of stuff going on out there, if you know what I mean. And uh, as far as the change that you're talking about, that you're trying to create, you know, on, on my end, I'm sure you know, aware of, the, I'm sure you're aware of the book we've got coming out in a couple of weeks. And it's, that's what it's all about. It's really about, I mean, Literally the, the first sentence in the book says, this is a book for black people. You know, uh, title of our book, you know, 100 questions black people should ask themselves, a candid conversation. And so our goal with this book is really to elevate people's mindset and really is to create continuous dialogue around some difficult issues, as well as things that people may not have thought about uh, so we can come up with a way to, to make things better for everyone. So I'll ask you a couple questions from out of there. We're doing all these discussions right now, uh, interviewing people, group discussions, one-on-ones, and really just kind of throwing questions out there, getting this conversation going so that, so that we can figure out the best way to address certain things or the best path to go in specific right. situations. So first one I've got um, is what hinders the creation of economically successful black communities? That's a good one, man. Um, Thank you. What hinders the, the creation of economically successful, successful black communities? Because that's important. Yeah. You know, again, when I look at the way I was raised, I never really saw black and white till I was older. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I always just saw my dad as my dad and my other dad as my dad and my mom as my mom. And so it didn't start affecting me until I started to see how I was treated differently. Mm. And so 
I think first and foremost, what hinders people is that they're scared to get treated differently and it's okay to be treated differently. Um, you have to know your value. Mm. And some of the communities that I see and that I go to on a daily basis, um, what, and just to even speak outside of black community, I was at the Chicago Workforce Community Center, which is Hispanic, on near 18th and Ashland on Friday. Um, and regardless of the race, it's under-resourced communities mm -hmm. that uh, are devalued based on the way that they started in this country. And so when I look at that, I try and look at individually how we look at ourselves first. And, and I think that you have to understand that you can be better first and mm -hmm. foremost, regardless of how your whole fucking race, excuse my language, started here. Mm -hmm. You have to take responsibility for you and your person. Yes. And the challenge is that there's pressures, man. There's pressures. There's pressures from kids' cousins who they're living upstairs from that are selling drugs, coming in the house with $300 pair of shoes when you're just trying to earn 13 freaking dollars an hour doing the right thing. Yeah. Right? That's a pressure, man. That's a pressure that people don't understand. And you say, oh, well, go ahead. Why don't you move out? It's not that easy, man. Uh, yeah. It takes a community to build a support system of doing the right thing around people that can show them how it's better to go and grind here because you'll make 300 an hour versus potentially being locked up somewhere or oh, losing yeah. your life. Right. But you have to, you have to create those community centers again. There's no freaking community centers anywhere, man. And so I can't go and create a community center in every community, but I can go and hold a festival in every community. Yeah. So uh, I think there needs to be a change. And I think that people need to start within, but you have to bring them those resources. And so I think that's what's holding people back is mm -hmm. the challenge is there's no one bringing those resources to help them see that that change is possible. I love it. That's awesome. That kind of ties into the next question I've got for you. You kind of talked about some of the points in this question already, but I'll throw it out there to you. And so it's how often do you consider how your individual actions impact the position of black people in America? That's a good question because that is one that I do err on the side of my race and culture. Mm -hmm. Only because I know that when I do something, I'm, I'm not just doing it for me. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of eyes on me. Yes. I have to be very cognizant of that. And so when I look at the way people perceive Black people, mm -hmm. I want to change that perception. Um, again, I, I, I love this quote, and 
for those of you that don't know who Cesar Munoz is, he's the new founding principal of Crystal Ray Miami. Um, but I use this quote a lot because it's, it's really what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to change mindsets to overcome stereotypes. Yes. Uh, it's, it's so important, man, that that happens collectively. So, Amen. You know, I got a little off track there, man. But oh, Not at all. That's, that's some, that sums everything up, to be honest. So thank you. Thank you. Next one. What positive results could come from black communities supporting each other in the same way that- Can I, can I answer a little bit more about that other one, do you mind? Because yeah. I wanna, okay. No, um, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I don't wanna lose the train of thought. No, I think this is good stuff. People need to hear it, so no worries. I appreciate it. You know, I try and just be me, man, you know? And what I've learned mm -hmm. is you can't always just be you in every situation and every environment. And that doesn't, and maybe I'm using the wrong choice of words. You can't be your raw self mm. in every situation and every environment. So I know that me as a black male, my aggressiveness can get taken very cocky, mm -hmm. right? My confidence can get taken very cocky sometimes. And I'm learning that even more so now working with three females. I, I need to tone it down. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm never trying to be uh, an asshole or cocky. And I know that I can come off that way sometimes. I'm just trying to get shit done. Yeah. So when I look at how that can be taken as a black male, I look at a lot of black males and how they, their demeanor can get taken the wrong way. And so what I try and do is, is be very uh, transparent with my communication yeah. so, so that that never gets taken the wrong way. Um, again, that can be too much and overwhelming for people sometimes too, that I am so transparent. But when I look at trying to be a good role model for my son, who's 50% Mexican and 50% whatever the hell I am. I'm a mix of things, Native American, African-American, Polish. Um, I'm sure there's some other things. I need to get that uh, genealogy test up. But what yeah. I'm saying is like, I try and set an example to knock down stereotypes from people. Like I you, when I asked you what, I, what to wear, you're like, well, I'm gonna wear casual. I'm like, I'm gonna wear what I wanna wear. Like to me, I, this is what I feel like. I would have a shirt off, to be honest with you. But I'm like, eh, that might rub people, you know? But yeah. like, how I, that's how I want to be, you know? And that doesn't mean that I'm not educator, that I, I'm any type of way. I should be able to do what I want to do. But to a certain extent, I can't go on an interview A with no shirt on unless I'm interviewing for a modeling, you know? And You're I'm right. a fine dining restaurant and wear jeans and expect to get looked at the right way. You know what I mean? So I try and make sure that as a black male that I'm giving the right impression uh, for the rest of the black male population. Yeah. I, I want people to, to think differently about me than they do what the masses think about our under-resourced population. So, Correct. Thank you for letting me fill, fill in that 
Yeah. Oh, that that needed to be said. Uh, that needed to be heard. So yeah, I'm I'm glad you wanted to add that. Thank you. So we'll we'll go to the next one. I mean that that was a great that was a great answer. I mean people. I don't know how many people are talking about this kind of stuff. And that's, that's why it's important for me and also my partner, uh, J.D. Smith. You know, we're just having as many conversations about these things as we can. Because there's a lot of people, you know, I think that are afraid for whatever reason. You know, they turn their television on at night and, you know, they get riled up, you know, because there's so much misinformation, you know, and it's, you know, these people are taking your jobs. These people are trying to kill you, you know, and it's, it's not the case. It's the, like you said, it's the small percentage, you know, that make everything bad for everyone else. Just like the small percentage of police that make the broader population of, of police look bad. I mean, not everyone wants to blame. Yeah. Everyone wants to blame, place blame. Yep. Uh, and look outwardly. And that's not just with racial and political issues, man. I see that with staffing issues. I see that with just people. Hmm. Uh, people just need to take responsibility. And fear is okay. Uh, fear motivates me, man. You know, and I was talking with the students the other day, and one girl said it amazingly. She's like, She's like, you know what I'm really good at? She's like, I'm really good at getting scared of things because when I get scared of them, I research how to find out more and get better with it. And yeah. like that's so powerful to me um, because fear should make you want to understand something, not run away from it. And, and I think that's the challenge a lot of people face is they get paralyzed with fear as opposed to, uh, using action to motivate you to progress through that fear. Mm, that's well said. Thank you. And I, if there's anything that I can do to really just open people's minds up. So, you know, just having, just having us on here, you know, just speaking in an intelligent way about things that might make some people uncomfortable. I mean, doesn't make us uncomfortable. This is the world we live in, but we're, helping people understand from a different perspective of what it's like in, in our life, if you will, Absolutely. and, and how we're trying to create, create change in the right way. So, uh, go on to the next one here. Um, what positive results could come from black communities supporting each other in the same way immigrant communities, take care of their own. All communities need to support all communities. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah. When I look at black communities, uh, I think most black businesses fail mm. because they just try and focus on black populations. As I do think any business that just tries to focus on one race, mm -hmm. uh, won't necessarily fail you just won't be as successful as you potentially could be um there's there are soul food restaurants that know how to appeal to every race oh yeah people show up you know what i'm saying and there's uh asian restaurants right people love chinese food that appeal to every race mm -hmm. so what i look at is when when people 
want to grow in a community, um, you have to be open to thinking bigger on yeah. a grander scale than just your community and what you know. And again, that's very challenging when all the only outlet you have, there's no mentoring, right? There's no coaching. There's no one for you to look up to. And you see your phone and you see your TV and your computer. And that's if you have a computer, right? right? Of the population I deal with, 60 to 63% of them do not have a computer, man. Wow. At all, right? So I got to send them to the library, right? And what are the, they don't want to, they got to get a library card. They got, you know, to use the computer. What are the chances, man? One out of maybe eight of them actually do that. Or they go to a friend to find a computer. And so if that's the only resource that you have, you have to think about how do we get the resources to them so that they can change their mindset and think bigger than just their community. And that mm -hmm. takes a synergistic approach um, from all communities, um, right? And all mindsets to put in on how that is engineered. Uh, and that's what we're working on at Your Passion First, right? Yeah. Really trying to engineer and construct what, what that looks like. Yes, uh, I like how you mentioned the, the the podcast and that type of education and mentoring along with the entertainment because I think that's really sticky if you know what I'm saying. You know, it is. Um, it's, it's funny too because <laughs> in going to some of the partners that we are trying to partner with from a vendor perspective and even partnership perspective, uh, a resounding piece of feedback that we're getting from the elder people that are running these different workforce development organizations is that they fear they're scared of the entertainment piece hmm. and bringing that to the community especially the rap music right because of what it could ensue right and so when you look at trying to trying to tie it into the learning piece, the workshop piece, it could be done, right? But to your point earlier, people are scared of the unknown. It hasn't been done before, right? Mm -hmm. It could be done. You just have to figure out how and not be scared to figure it out. Are we going to have a casualty? There's a chance, bro. There, there is a high probability, actually. How do you construct it so that it's not? I know there's a lot of nonviolence events out there. Right? How do I have the right backing for that? The right police and attendance, right? Again, do we want police? Do we want security, right? I don't want to scare people, right? Mm -hmm. I want people to be able to be free, but the goal, the mission is to change the mindsets in the community, bring them the resources so that they can look bigger than the community they live in but also have a link between what they see or they glamorize through their TVs and through their phones. Yes. Yes. You're doing some good work, Chris. Thank you, man. This you is, got, so got we're very early stage. It's a work in progress, man. And to my point earlier and to one of your questions about bringing on top quality people, um, people that are in, I hope are all in. That's all I can ask because everyone's volunteering at this point. Mm -hmm. We haven't raised a dollar of capital, but um, 
we have a long way to go. Um, yeah. This is going to take years, man. So, but we got to start somewhere. Um, and it's going to take, I don't know if we'll ever perfect it, man, because there's always going to be racial tension in the world. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's just the way of the world. We have to look even back to uh, Aborigine times. Like when we didn't speak, you looked at people's color and like people that weren't your color, you ran. Those were your enemies, man. Mm. So not that that's the case now because we can communicate socially and work through things synergistically uh, as people of different races and Technology has allowed us to connect that in such a profound way that it's put fear in people. And so how do we eliminate that fear is what we want to do. I, th I think through having conversations like this that people can see. So yeah, yeah man. appreciate Absolutely. your time. I, uh, I'll do one more and then we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Absolutely. Uh, definitely enjoy visiting with you today. Likewise. I love, uh, People always say you're a talker, you know, but you could you could talk a lot, man. But if you don't talk with a mission, it's wasted talk. And I'm I'm really glad that my mission is my passion is welcome. I'm mm. very very humbled to to be able to be speaking with you. So thank you for that. Yeah, man. I it's just it's pretty surreal the things that that are going on in, in my life right now, especially around this work, all this work. Um, with my Wealth Legion platform, as well as our, our book that's coming out. So many discussions that I have with people, you know, off, offline. And when I say offline, I mean, not, not on a podcast, not, not that's being recorded. If I just could have 1 million people that were watching, you know, the impact that that would have on everyone. Yeah. And so right now I'm in this mode where I want to have as many more discussions like this um, so that people can really see what we're doing. Uh, so many things have happened just in the past year, if you will. And I can't just sit back and not do anything, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And so we always think, you know, what can I do? Or let me, let me say that a different way. <laughs> We do. We don't think. What can I do? You know, we 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 look at a situation and it's like, well, I can't do anything. Let me say it like that. And if we come from the other perspective of of what can I do, then your mind opens up to be able to take some kind of action to make a change. And so, I can't tell you how much time I've spent just doing that part. You know, what can I do? And so the momentum that that's created and the doors that that's opening up for me and the people that I'm able to connect with, um, it's just been incredible. So there's some great things that are, are coming down the, the line. Uh, I've got a, won't spoil anything, but I'm, I'm having a great conversation tomorrow as well, you know, with, with someone that, uh, I mean, I think people are really going to like what he's got to say. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is really good stuff. And so I kind of want to wrap up here and kind of bring everything back home and hopefully this will connect back to the work you're doing. So the last question really is, you know, do you think there are sufficient news outlets that cover topics that are important and relevant to black people? 
Um, you know, the news is so jaded, man. Yep. And so I try and listen to it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I just try and get out there and talk with people, though. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the news that I need to hear about is going to be documented. And it's going to, it's going to, you know, there's nothing that I, like, unless there's a bomb or something, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing that I really need to know about. Like right now, today, right? Everything that I need to know about, I, I hear from social media mm. and from companies that are established, right? that are doing things versus looking at news outlets that are telling me about companies that are doing things. Mm-hmm. So I try and just go more to the actual source and what they're doing um, and, and interact with them, right? If it's something that I want to be about every day, learning about, knowing about. Again, you, you could look at politics and all that. I don't follow politics, man. My brother's yeah. running for Congress, uh, yeah. Ken Thomas, here in Chicago. And so I may start to follow it a little bit more just because of him. But I don't, I just, I don't follow it because it's jaded, man. Mm-hmm. It's so jaded to me that it's hard for me to follow something that, that sometimes is not real. Mm-hmm. You know, I failed math in, in freshman year of high school at, at Fenwick. And my mom made me go to summer school and I got a tutor. And then I never took a math final again until senior year with Ms. Chaika. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I got exempt from every one. But like the way that you, you kind of construct things uh, and, and engineer things from a mathematical standpoint, um, it, there's a logical way to that. And I minored in philosophy, and there's a there's a way to things, and I majored in psychology, and there's a feel to things, and so when I look at news and social media, um, I try and look at all the how do I feel about something, uh, and I know this is the long winded answer, but I'm trying to give you how I, feel, how I feel about it. Um, I try and look at all of that, how I, how I listen to it, how it sounds, how it logically flows. And then I take that, uh, I ask a couple people about it, what do they think, you know, but I don't ever just look at a, a news source. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I look at all of them put together, I just try and look at how do we as communities link up together more and just talk together more and interact together more. Um, and again, that's what I'm trying to do with your passion first. Uh, because, you know, the news can always talk about it. Mm-hmm. I want to be about it. Love it. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where real change is, is going to come from. Right. So, yeah, I can just tell you personally, I mean, I, I don't watch any mainstream news at all. I mean, it's just, just really a waste of time. Um, and, I mean, I, I could only imagine people that just watch hours and hours of news every day, just how upset that they probably have to be. You know, it's not doing anything good for your health, if you will, or, or your mind. And so, yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's, there's personally how I feel 
about you know relevant news sources i i would love to see you know some type of media come up where it is kind of highlighting the work of of leaders that are doing good things versus you know you turn tv on it's like this person you know got arrested for this you know this person just another black face every night you know if there was something where it's like hey this person they're the ceo of this company you know this person they started a real estate investment firm in atlanta and you know what i'm saying so i Kyle, i feel like huge go ahead you're doing it well we're we're we doing, doing it. it we are doing it we are, yeah we are creating those outlets right now you and me both with our podcasts and and like that's where we have to start man it's just taking ownership uh what we can do ourselves Right. More people do it, and then we bring more people on our shows that are doing it, and just connect everyone and and build that collective environment. And we are we're doing it right now, man. So I'm yes. excited. I'm excited to be doing it with you. To be honest, I'm pumped, man. I uh, I mean, I, I mean, you got to celebrate the small wins, right? So I just brought on two uh, additional writers this week that are going to be uh, contributing to my my blog on the on the financial education side of things. So just going to be able to alleviate some of the things on on my plate, as well as be able to highlight the work of of some other people. So I mean, awesome. I mean I'm excited about that. Bro. That's awesome. Yeah, man. But I, I, I don't know if your son is is asleep or not. Uh, my daughter, you know, she's five. She's got Kung Fu coming up this morning. So I know I'm going to have to get her uh, dressed and breakfast and all yeah. that before, before training. Um, I, I mean, I feel like this is a good place to, to kind of wrap. We can always get back on here again. Um, yeah. Anytime, man. I, I just, again, I'm, I'm very humbled and honored to, to be in the position that I'm in to be able to speak on my trials and tribulations, but also my successes and, what I'm trying to do within staffing as a whole, as well as within uh, the community that I live in. And so just to be able to, to do it with awesome people, truly genuinely awesome people like yourself. Oh man. Um, even further to be able to have you on my advisory board, man. Um, it's an honor. So thank you, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, again, everyone, your passion, the number one ST, You'll be hearing from us. Uh, check in on Facebook. We'll be going live. Just looking forward to spreading the word and, and getting into some of these communities. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Thomas. Thank so you. hope you have a wonderful day, man. We'll talk soon. All right, cool. All right. Bye, Bye now.